It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Full sport press. Yeah. No layup line, no warm-ups, no nothing. We just walking right into the stadium to get into the game. Let's do it. When the beat on, then it's on. When the right jerseys on the road. Cause how we feel where we roam is our home. Leaving these other podcasts null and void. The show can't miss something like Tom Shepard and Corduroy's. Full sport press, you know them boys. Jay run the point, lock for three. And me, I crash the boys. Weezy told you that it's paid for. We already ran the score before the cameraman could go and press record. Now you all in your feelings. You are now listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast, featuring hosts Jay Ho, Wheezy, Jeff, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. No, nah, no, nah, he has some bars. They say he's a better writer than he is. Nah, he can rap. Yeah, he can rap. <clears throat> I didn't know he wrote like that. Yeah. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. This is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. I'm Jay Ho. It's your boy Weezy. What it do? It's your man, Coach Locke. Jeff is out on assignment. Shout out yes, to you, Jeff. Yes, shout out to Jeff. Cameraman, how you doing, brother? Awesome. awesome. Whisper. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm so awesome. Yeah. Glizzy. Shot Glizzy. <laughs> that my boy. <laughs> shout out to Shot Glizzy. Um, episode 400. Nah. Nah, it's not 400. <laughs> it's not. It's episode 505. We're bringing the 2023 football season a twin end by fixing our NFL teams for 2024, 2025. FSP style. Always FSP style. You better damn know it. Better damn believe it. Coach Lock, best of the week. Talk to the people. Uh, my best of the week, uh, man. Shout out to the fiance, man. She led her basketball team to the state playoffs in Texas for the first time probably in, I think they hadn't been in six or seven years. Yeah. So her first year there, she led them to the first round of the playoffs. They went 21 and 11, I think. Get that, man. Yeah, so 20 win season is always a big deal in basketball, yeah. man. Coaching is strong in the Lockridge household. It is. Strong coaching. Oh, man. Strong coaching. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't want to be if both of you done lost on the same night. Oof. It's a long night. Oh, it's a long night. Yeah. Oof. Slow singing the vibe, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 well, Weezy, talk to the people. <laughs> Best of the week. 
Um, best week for me was the Super Bowl, man. It was a good game. Was we it? Saw, yeah, we saw a really good game for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, my best Hold week. Back. No, 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 no. No, 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 It's all good game. It's just it's the first overtime just, just game. Let it go, bro. Just I ain't shooting no shots. Okay. Uh, my best week is Shaq with his third jersey retirement. He got his jersey retired in Orlando, the third NBA star to have his jersey retired by three different teams, mm. joining Wilt Chamberlain and Pistol Pete Mirovich. Shout out to uh, you, Shaq. Long folks. overdue. Yeah. Long overdue. Yeah. Yep. Worst yeah. of the week, we need to talk to the people. Worst of the week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you know. <laughs> I have been uh is the bet MGM app, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know if anybody heard anything called self exclusion <laughs> from your app, uh, but uh I've been self excluded. <laughs> they said I pushed the button, I didn't know I pushed and uh I, I don't even know what to do. I ain't call a lawyer. <laughs> Coach, you think it's funny. I'm losing my mind. Um if there's any lawyers that listen to the show or anything like that, please help me out. I got one on retainer, we can get you there. You please need help. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, because you need help. Yeah, bad. Yeah, bad. Yeah, so, yeah, it's just bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just leave it at that. Yeah, it's, it's good. bad. Leave it at that. That's tough. Yeah. My worst of the week is 0 3, and uh, let's move on. What you got, coach? I second that motion. Yeah, I'm right. 0 and 3. 0 and 3. Oh, all right. Yeah. You up, coach? Paul. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And make sure you check us out on iTunes, Facebook, IG. Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon Music to catch up on a full archive of past episodes of FSP by simply searching Full Sport Press Podcast. Now, before we get started with the first half, Wheezy and J-Ho. Yes, sir. Do we have a yellow box of Cheerios Award recipient for the listener? The infamous Super Bowl streaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the guys. The Super Bowl streaker is breaking his silence. Alex Gonzalez. Says the plan was to originally place a prop bet at a Vegas sports book cameraman, plunking down cash on a fan running on the field during the Chiefs versus Niners game. The only issue when Gonzalez tried to place the bet, it no longer existed. Mm-hmm. So at that point, he said he was already committed. So despite spending over 40 grand on tickets, he decided to go forward with the plan, knowing he'd never get to finish watching the game or cash in on the bet. Gonzalez ultimately ran until the field for several seconds before giving himself up to security officers who were closing in before leading him to a holding cell in the back of the new stadium. I know he's sick, but he had to go through with it. He had mm-hmm. bought cleats. He had did everything that he was supposed mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. He fully committed. You yeah. got to go through with it. Might as well. Yeah. Now, this is what they're going to do. This is going to happen. If they keep this prop bet for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. that there will be a streaker. It's going to be an asterisk on it somewhere that says – if you're the streaker, yeah, it's gonna cancel your bet. It's gonna cancel the damn bet because you cheat in the house, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, huh? Here, what's the criminal charges behind it? It's a felony. It's not a felony. No, it is a misdemeanor. It's a misdemeanor. It's, it's a misdemeanor. misdemeanor. Yeah. yeah. So you can make the bet. Put it on your man. Throw, yeah. me, throw me some bread. Yeah. And go out there and try to dodge that. Yeah. You ain't gotta dodge. You ain't gotta dodge because you're gonna get caught. You're gonna get caught eventually. Yeah. You're you gonna, gonna get caught. caught. I'm gonna dodge about two or three of them. Now nah, you gonna get caught. You going to jail too. You, you definitely going to jail. dodge, but you gonna get caught. Now nah, you going to jail. So whatever you bet on, you better make sure it's worth. It. Yeah. He also revealed uh, he used to work at Dunkin' Donuts, making 158 dollars a week. Said he eventually took it into trading, day trading, starting with investments of 100 to 200 dollars, and since then he's amassed a 50 million dollar fortune and built a devoted community of followers and traders who rallied behind him. So. 
I don't believe it. Yeah. He just having fun. He just having fun. And if you spent 42 grand to run out. You ain't tripping. No, you ain't tripping. You ain't tripping. But what's the point of doing it then? Because they got his his at name. It was on his body. They didn't show it. They didn't show it on TV. They can't show it on TV because that gives motive for people to do it. But people that saw it there and on top of that, now he's getting interviewed by TMZ. Page six, everything. It just bringing more attention to him and his trading. So I guess, yeah, I think he up probably. He, I don't think he up fifty million. Yeah, it's the thing. You can be up fifty million. You that means he's made fifty million day trade. Totally. You know what I'm saying, yeah. Okay, so, so he could have lost forty nine and a half exactly. million. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. But here's the thing too. The reason that he gets his yellow box is because he told too many people before he actually did the actual. Keep your mouth quiet, dog. And just hey. Keep your mouth quiet. Just be quiet. Stitches, dog. Just, just, just you know, just moving silence, dog. Man, moving like, silence, like lasagna, like cheese and lasagna. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you guys ready to get started? With the first half. Let's do it. Let's get it. The first half is underway. Full sport press. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here, at the Full Sport Press podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay Hope. It's your boy Weez. What it do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Coach Locke, what can they find you on social media, my brother? Man, nothing's changed. It's Locke underscore the underscore great. That's T-H-A. Get at me. Yeah, yeah. It will. Gotta work on that. It's a yeah. long week, man. It's okay. It's all right. Jay. What's happening, brother? Where can they find you on social media after your wonderful, wonderful week you had? Thank you, brother. Well, it was an all right week. Every week is good, though, that we make it, though. There you go. To make it to another Friday. Mm. Um, Jay Hope on Instagram and Twitter. Holler me on Twitter. Let's have a full conversation. Get these predictions out. Still let me down. It's all good, though. Yeah. It's all good. Let me down. It's all good. <laughs> I'm FSP underscore Weezy on IG. I'm at Howeezy on Twitter. Yeah. If you know anybody from Betty and GM on Twitter, holla at me. <laughs> yeah, you got to get that squared away. Let's kick the first half off with some uh, NFL talk. The Chiefs uh, won Super Bowl 58 on Sunday. 25-22 in overtime. They became the first team in 19 seasons to repeat as Super Bowl champions. Talk winners and losers kicking off with the winners. Weezy, give me your first winner. Oh, uh, my first winner is Steve Spagnolia, the defensive coordinator from the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, called blitzes at the right times. Mm. Um, bit heavy pressure when he needed to. Brock Purdy held handled the pressure pretty good. Yeah, man. He you played know, really well under yeah, the pressure. He yeah, he did. Really good for a game manager. But uh, yeah, Steve Spagnolia is my first winner. Cool. Uh, my first winner, the Chief organization as a whole, mm-hmm. they are they have put themselves in the room of dynasties now with that that last Super Bowl win. They've been to four of the last five Super Bowls and won three of them. They put you in a whole nother category of teams, and like Jay mentioned, the first team to go back to back in nineteen years. When you put yourself in that excellent and that category. It, it just completely changed your organization, just like the Patriots now, what they are known for. They used to be the the bottom of the barrel when people would see them. They would, wouldn't even worry about them. But now, even when you hit the Patriots of the season they've had, you still worry about them. Urge. Now the Chiefs have put themselves in that that category of dynasties. Yep. Um, yeah, my, I'm rolling with you, Coach. It's definitely the Chiefs. Um, for a specific reason, I ain't going to go in here and do no capping. The Chiefs O-line hasn't been called for a single holding penalty in all three Super Bowl wins. Not one. Not one offensive holding. Not one. And what makes this even crazier is that the Chiefs had more offensive holding calls this season than any other teams in the entire NFL. Not getting one holding call throughout the entire playoffs. Very different right mm-hmm. there. The only holding call in the Super Bowl uh, was 2019 uh, for a wide receiver mm-hmm. holding call. So, um, yeah. 
Did you see holding calls that they should have been called? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm and it's the thing. I'm I'm an equal opportunist. It was both sides. We had some players where we should have been called for holding, didn't get called for. Right there. Yeah, he's holding. They're holding. Holding Fred Warner right there. They was holding. It's, hold. it's thirty six in, in, in overtime. Yeah, it changed the game. Yeah, can't do that. Changed the game. Yeah, hard hard to win games like that. Very very difficult. Very difficult. Any other next winner? What you got, uh, Weezy? I'm just keeping it real. Those are facts. So, okay, was that not holding? Absolutely, but okay. that didn't affect the outcome of the game. It's third and six and over. It changes it to third and sixteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What you got? What you got? With? Mm -mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See. Yeah. 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 Oh, my my other one was Travis Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey showed up big in the second half. Mm -hmm. Showed up big. Um, he caught eighty percent of his eighty percent of the passes thrown to him. All of a sudden, hey, he had he had, I think he had one hundred and two. I mean, I think he had eighty eight yards receiving. Forty of it came in the second half. Travis Kelsey needs to think. Dre Green lost Achilles. That's what he needs to think. I'm not saying guarding him in the first half. I'm not. I'm saying you were wrong. I'm not yeah. saying you're not. I'm just saying. Yeah, now telling you, if he don't get hurt, that's a lot different. Yeah. He was crying to to the coach. Drake <laughs> Greenlaw. It's a lot different. Oh well, he should have been in the game. He wasn't even in the game. That 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 was a yeah. Well, I'm that saying, was a frustrated. Drake Greenlaw hit a no, really Travis good Kelsey. Job. Any superstar, but he should have been in the yeah. game on that moment. Yeah. I'd have been, I'd have been yeah. mad too. But even if he'd have been in the game, yeah. wouldn't that happen though? Yeah. But yeah, uh, another another winner. Yeah, yeah, Pat Mahomes, man. Yeah, let's talk about it. He's one step closer to. Catching the goat, Tom Brady, because Tom Brady's still the goat. Let's, let's just be clear. Pat Mahomes is on a path to get there, sure. but at the end of the day, he still has to win three more. He has plenty of time to do it. Not saying he won't, not saying he will, but we can't give him goat yet because of what he's done. Because at the end of the day, we're judged by our career. So are we going to say Pat Mahomes is the goat if he doesn't win another one? Don't know. Am I saying he's not going another? One? Not saying that, but I'm just saying he is one step closer though to catching Tom Brady because once again in the crunch time when it matters, he leads his team on a game winning drive, yeah, yeah. a game tying drive first, and then a game winning drive. Yeah. So Pat Mahomes is uh, another winner. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, in each of Kansas City's three Super Bowl victories, he's brought his team back from ten point deficits. It's crazy. Scary part. He's only twenty eight, right in his prime. Shout out to Pat Mahomes. You got another winner, Weez. No, I'm good on winners. I will give it – hey, Brock Purdy, guys. He was not the winning quarterback, but like Weezy mentioned, he was getting blitzed, and on those blitz packages, he played exceptionally well. Shouldn't answer any questions that we have as far as the quarterback position. He's really good. He needs pieces. He's not Patrick Mahomes, you know, one of those guys that can make people better. He is one of those guys that need a stacked deck, but he was measured, played really well with a lot of poise took care of the ball, very polarizing figure if you look at game managers, but he played uh, well enough for us to win that game and we lost. Yeah, he, he went he went five for eight when he was being blitzed. Yeah, mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, so I think he played really well, good, good enough to win that game. He played yeah. really oh, well. for sure. Played really well. I, Move, go ahead. I think we could take the game manager, probably take it off his record. Yeah, nah, he's still a game manager, but 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 a really good one. Um, losers, Weezy. Your opinion. Yeah. Uh, Losers? I got my my well my first loser is San Francisco uh Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk couldn't get off the line of scrimmage. He was having a long night. Uh he he couldn't get off the line of scrimmage. That boy was jamming him at the at the point of attack. Yeah, so 
that was my first loser. I mean, you got to – I mean, because he, he, he's considered one of the others on that team. So the others have to show up a little bit so so the big boys can get off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't show up at all. Yeah. Yeah. Coach? Uh, I have George Kittle as a loser. Yeah. Only having two catches of four yards in a whole game is not George Kittle-like. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that's not because we were not looking for him or he couldn't get open, I don't know what it was. But if you go into this game and you tell me George Kittle is going to have two catches of four yards, I'm probably going to say we're not going to win the game. Yeah. Exactly. Because we need him to make plays. We don't need him to have 150 yards, none of that. But we need him to have that 50, 60 yards to get us that that blanket that we have when Debo or Ayuk is not open or Chris McCaffrey can't get going and out of the backfield, we need George Kittle to be that safety blanket, and he didn't have a game. I'm with you. Um, my first loser is Kyle Shanahan, not necessarily considering the fact of him or what he didn't do and what he did do. Um, we ignored, and Coach Locke was saying this during the game, we ignored our AP Offensive player of the year, Christian McCaffrey, and three first drives in the third quarter. You can't do that. Three consecutive three and outs right there. All the three of our Super Bowls that we played in, 0-3, Shanahan has been a head coach or an offensive coordinator. His team has been held to at least a 10-point lead and 0-3. You can't get up 10 and lose games like that. He's a great coach, great offensive mind. Um, It's just a monkey on his back. It's one of those things where – you know, it's hard to get to a Super Bowl, but to go as often as we have and not win one, he's the only person that hasn't done so. It's a lot on his uh, plate right there, a lot on his jacket. And, um, yeah, it had a lot to do with the defense, but it had a lot to do with the offense as well. Mm-hmm. Another loser, guys? Uh, Kyle Shanahan was my okay. one. another loser I had. Um, for all the reasons you mentioned and the one area that he didn't control that I think ultimately lost us the game was the special teams play where the ball hit the foot of one of the uh, gunners going down the field, and um, we didn't recover because that was the only touchdown that the Kansas City Chiefs scored until the second half when they went on the drive. They hadn't scored. We we were stopping them. So even though we weren't scoring points, we wasn't allowed them to score points. points It completely changed the game. But like you mentioned, and I was screaming at the TV, give the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Quit trying to throw the ball on first down on these drives. Because you give to Christian McCaffrey, even if he only gets three yards, yeah. now the defense has to play the guessing game of what you're going to do on second down. Yeah. You throw on first down they and don't get no yard. Yeah, now they know you're going to pretty much have to throw the ball. Yeah. yeah. So, any other losers? Yeah, my, my loser is uh, that was a sloppy game on both sides when it comes to turnovers. Both sides, man. They were turning the ball over way too many times for that type of a game. So the coaches had to make adjustments on the fly. Like that first drive, Chris McCaffrey was doing his thing. They were going to go – y'all going to go score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he fumbled the ball. Fumbled. It, yeah. it, that messed everything up. And then coming 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 out of uh, halftime, Patrick Mahomes was going to go score. He mm-hmm. threw an interception. Mm-hmm. It, it messes – it just – I I seen a lot of sloppy – that wasn't the best play game, but it was a good game towards good the game. end. Yeah, yeah, sure. Shout out to the Chiefs. They won that one. Um, got another loser? No, I don't. Oh, I have one more. Okay, good. Um, our offensive line in overtime. Yeah. Offensive line. On third down, I don't know how you miss Chris, Chris Jones, of all people, on the line in that position. Yeah. If we just have him chip blocked, we score a touchdown. Because Juwan, Juwan Jennings was wide open. The move he made, got him over, and Purdy just didn't have enough time just to get it in the air to get it to him for us to score that touchdown. So I don't know how you don't block Chris Jones of all people on that line. Yeah, I see him. Yeah. So 
speaking of the San Francisco 49ers, after just one season with the 49ers, the defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes was relieved of his duties. The dismissal did not come entirely without warning, given that the 49ers experienced some growing pains on defense during the regular season after Willis took over for D'Amico Ryans and then struggled on that side of the ball during the NFC playoffs. So my question for you guys is, was it fair or foul that Steve Wilkes was relieved of his duties after one year with the 49ers? Wheezy. Yeah, this, this caught me by total surprise. Y'all defense is top five defense in the league the entire year. Uh, I think he was the scapegoat. And his defense played good. His defense not played good in the Super Bowl until a couple plays, maybe a couple plays that cost him the game. But what really what cost him the game was the Chris Jones and wasn't the defense. The Chris Jones, the Chris Jones when he when he mm-hmm. when he cost that sack in overtime. Yeah. But we've been saying the whole year, y'all defense is locked down. Yeah, because of the players and the schemes. You, you finish. Yeah. So you yeah. think? Yeah. No, I think I think this is the most overstated thing as far as him being the scapegoat he if they could have fired him week six they would have fired him week six he was that he's been that bad like this man he if they would have won the super bowl he would have got fired like it don't matter it wasn't working it wasn't going to work he was absolutely it's one of those things with Kyle shanahan he's so used to bringing in his guys right and for the last four defensive coordinators offensive coordinators have all been in-house the first time he goes outside of the 49ers tree he brings in Steve Wilkes and this guy is one of those 2005 Tampa 2 secondary heavy defensive coordinators because he's a secondary coach and here's the thing we don't need secondary coaching we are a defensive line Mm -hmm. up front seven type of defense so in turn you have Fred Warner the first seven games that's why we lost three games in a row Fred Warren's playing 30 yards back. Mm-hmm. He's not coverage. He's coming down. Dre Greenlaw is the guy that does covering. Like, why are you using Fred Warner like that? So, in turn, it got so bad that they had to bring him down from the coaching booth mm-hmm. to come all the way down and just to be there so they can know what the – and it took him forever to kind of figure out the system as far as how they sub in players. It's just – it was a bad, like, omen from the start. Mm-hmm. And he's a good guy, like – He's, you know, he's had some good runs, but there's no coincidence that he's been fired the last five times. He was a defensive coordinator as far as the Browns. He got fired there. In Mizzou, he got fired as a defensive coordinator. Panthers fired him for that situation that he was in right there. So, in turn, before that, it was Arizona. It's just an old defense. That Tampa 2 weird secondary defense is for 2005 defense if you got ray lewis and you got ed reed over the top we don't have it we are heavy on our front line and um he was gonna lose he's a he's a dinosaur defensive coordinator and he would have got fired in week six if we could have done yeah um this this was fair i know a lot of people are looking at it because it was so much light on the super bowl and like we just said the defense did their job early we did. We did our job second half for the most part. But what you have to look at is the the 49er fans that watched them all year. We come in used to be having the number one defense. Like in 2022, we were the lead leader in total defense. This year, we ranked eighth in total defense with him at the helms. You go back and look at the, the playoffs. He made a call against Minnesota in the regular season when all our blicks when he shouldn't have done it. It cost us the game. 
that doing that three-game skid was when that happened. But then if you go and look at the Detroit Lions game, the Green Bay game during the playoffs, 52 points combined and 318 yards rushing in those two games. That's not like a San Francisco defense. So a lot of light was shed on the Super Bowl, so it looks like they fired him because of what happened in the Super Bowl, and it wasn't just a Super Bowl. Nah, it was what was going on all throughout the year, and that's what happened with he that. He was going to get fired anyway. Yeah. Anything else? Shout out to Steve Wilkes. Great season. Before we get started with halftime, let's talk some NBA. The Golden State Warriors made a run at acquiring Lakers superstar and Weezy's guy, LeBron James, who ultimately expressed his desire to remain in L.A. for at least now, just for the rest of the year. Even at this stage of their careers, LeBron and Steph Curry teaming up would have broken the internet. We would kick things off with Coach Locke. Is this something that could work out next year, Coach? No, nah, this this I I don't see it working out. I think it's a pipe dream. Yeah, it's it's not it's not gonna happen. The Lakers are gonna make a move next year, and they're gonna have a superstar. Don't know who it's gonna be, but it's no way that they go through their trade deadline and they don't get a big splash, and then they don't get somebody next season. Now, if this would have happened, then we'd be talking about something totally different. Because now you're talking about one of the greatest players ever teamed up with one of with the best shooter ever in Golden State. And they already don't have that great of a record. So that means they'll be more than likely to get a good draft pick coming up. So then you're talking about pairing those two guys with the pick that they're going to get. But since this didn't happen, I don't think it's nothing to talk about. You got how you feel about that playing with Steph? I don't want to see it happen just because LeBron didn't play with so many superstars. Yeah. So many superstars. So, I mean, so the barbershop talk and the gas station talk, he would have been, oh, man, he played with this player. He played with this player. And then you can't defend that because he did play with all those players. Already has. Yeah. yeah so I, I wouldn't want to see that. And this would have been a big deal if the trade, like I said, the trade would have went through. If mm-hmm. it didn't go through, I don't even know why we're talking about it. Yeah. I can dig it. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things that if the Warriors would have to just give up Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson to make the salaries match up, then that would have been great. Um, but they have no intentions of trading LeBron James. Like Coach mentioned, they're going to get Trey Young next year or Kyrie Irving and Donovan Mitchell, and they'll roll out with the two pieces of, of AD and whoever this point guard wing is for the Lakers for the foreseeable future. So, um, hard for LeBron James not to accept $51 million, which will be his option to sign in for the end of the year. $51 million for one person one year is crazy. But but the, listen, Clutch knows what they're doing. When there's smoke, there's fire. They put it out there. They didn't have to come. You know how many people have people have called and asked about Michael Jordan being traded. People have called and asked for Kevin Durant. It don't get out. So mm-hmm. in turn, it gets out for a reason for the Lakers to be like, hey, you have two picks, three now, First-round picks, make sure you get those guys in, get rid of those first-round picks so we can bring in some guys. So it's just a negotiating tactic that Clutch does at a very high level, and they've been doing that for the foreseeable future uh, for all of their superstars. It's kind of pushing the uh, management, upper management, to do what they're supposed to do. It's a negotiating piece. LeBron James is never going to play with Steph Curry, unfortunately. No. It's one of those things that's not going to happen, but what it does is like, oh, shit, like, all right, well, we got to make sure that we get LeBron happy, and AD's there too, and that's also a clutch guy. So let's make sure these guys are happy for the foreseeable future. So LeBron can make it easy, man. Don't take this $51 million. 
Yeah. Like you don't need the money, though. You don't. You don't need the money at all. You you could have already had a superstar had you not signed that contract to pay fifty and fifty one million a yeah, year. Crazy. You don't need that, man. Yeah. Especially with the production that you're giving. You're not playing defense, bro. Not playing any defense. You're not going anybody. Don't you don't get back. You go up if you give if you think you got fouled. When you're not, you completely stop. Talk to officials. The other team is playing five on four. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, yeah. I mean, but I get it. What the right thing for LeBron James to do, and which it sounds it sounds insane, but this is what Tom Brady did his last two years in New England. You opt out mm-hmm. and you take the vet men. Mm-hmm. The vet men is five. Mm-hmm. And you get you can get two players in. Wow, you got you got forty five men, forty six to play with. To play with, and that's Trey Young and also DeMar DeRozan. And now you have a championship and a chance to win at, at a high level. Mm-hmm. Just do the right thing, LeBron. Like Spike Lee. Yeah, but he's not gonna do that. He's, but yeah. you think he's gonna take the fifty? Yeah, he, absolutely. He gonna nah. He gonna nah, go he not gonna. Do it. If his son, nah. Nah, I'm telling you, he's not gonna take the fifty. Coach, he's gonna take nah. that. Coach, he's gonna take that fifty million. He'll be you know why? Yeah, his son going. His son going to the going to the draft. He play in the G League next year. Though. Yeah, yeah, he play in the G League. Yeah, you guys ready yeah. to get started with halftime? <laughs> Let's do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Let's get it. We're at the midway point. Please enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime. We are back with Jeff's NBA top seven power rankings. Now, as we know, Jeff is out on assignment, but I'm going to take it and take over for him and use Jeff's notes on what he take it and take over. So we're going to start off first with the league past legends of the week. And we have none other than Paulo Bancaro's Orlando Magic. They are winners of their last 10. They've won seven games, fellas. So they're figuring some stuff out there in Orlando. So we're going to start with number seven of these power rankings. We have the Phoenix Suns, who are winners of the last five of their last six, coming off of a tough loss to Golden State. Jeff Probably didn't like that. You know, he's not the biggest Steph fan, but my coach, Jay Hove, probably was feeling good about that. At number six. Wait, yeah, Golden State is seven? Yeah. 
No, he had Phoenix at seven. seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, Phoenix at seven. Okay, go ahead. At six, he had the New Orleans Pelicans. They've been flying below the radar, which is for the best, considering they've won six of their last seven with a loss coming to the Lakers. At number five, speaking of the Lakers, we have the Los Angeles Lakers, winners of six of their last seven. AD has been balling out, even though LeBron has missed a couple of games here and there. But AD and Rui put on the show the other night. They did. At number four, the Golden State Warriors, winners eight of their last ten with a big win over the Phoenix Suns. Moving Clay to the bench seems to work out because Clay had a big night. Putting up 35 coming off the bench. At number three, the Cleveland Cavs riding a nine-game winning streak. But they did lose on a last-second shot to the Philadelphia 76ers, but got right back to business. At number two, the Boston Celtics, winners of their last six. Now, they're going in the soft part of the schedule before the break, but none other. They've won six straight. Going into the All-Star break. At number one, the Dallas Mavericks. They've won six straight. Getting Grant Williams out of town is working for everybody, seems to be. And they have a big win over the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden and OKC at home. That's a bad That is. That's a bad list. Top seven power rankings. That's ridiculous. They won six. They won six of their last seven games. Eight of their last ten. Hey, come on, man. That's bullshit. The Cavs have won nine straight. Yeah, but that, that, that's... I ain't finna do this. Anyway. Um, Y'all ready to get started with the second half? Let's get it. All right. The second half is underway. Full sport press. Second half, we are here, losers of the Super Bowl. <laughs> and we're here to fix our NFL teams <laughs> for 2024. 2025. I am J Ho. This your boy what it do? <laughs> it's your man, Coach Lock. Did not think we would be doing this. We, Jesus. We should have been in this situation like, oh, he got popped the bottle. Shit, we're bringing him right back. You know what I'm saying? Not so much. And now, 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 now the Super Bowl 58 is in the books. NFL teams are preparing to shift their focus <laughs> to the offseason as they aim to improve. In 2024, some squads will I be. Gotta ask for guys that. Damn it! In the middle of that. <laughs> I, why did you wait? Well, you could have waited. Go ahead. What you gotta ask? I'm. I'm. This should be very interesting. Go ahead. How's the How's the shindig? Uh, some squads will be looking to add the final pieces to make a Super Bowl run next season. I ain't never seen. <laughs> While others will be attempting to set themselves up for long-term success. By either cleaning up their salary cap situation or swinging trades to acquire assets in the form of young talent and draft picks, here's to you, every team that didn't make it to the playoffs this year. Was the food good? Great. Free agency weeks away, and the draft weeks later, FSP is here to attack our NFL teams, including Jeff's. Each of the esteemed panel will come up with three major off-season fixes that each of our respective teams must make to compete in 2024. We will kick things off with the lowly Tennessee Titans, three major offseason fixes that the Tennessee Titans must make to improve and make it to the playoffs in 2024-2025. million in cap space and the number seven pick in the 2024 NFL draft. Weezy. 
first of all, we need a lot. <laughs> we need a lot. But the first main thing we have to improve immediately is the offensive line. No question. Offensive line has to be changed. I mean, fixed immediately. Um, Skaranski is good. Um, that's really about it. That's really about it. We got to get another left tackle. Yeah. Can we can we have a rebuttal when you talk about when you finish with the offensive line? Go ahead. I know it's your first one. I want to talk about your offensive line, but go ahead. Go ahead. Finish it up. My, yeah, my offensive line. We have to um, let me go one, two, and three. No, just three. Let's start with three, and then because I got some, because I I agree, you guys have to fix that offensive line. Yeah, three is offensive line. Go ahead. Yeah, I just think that an upgrade in this area is crucial. After watching so many teams develop a quarterback, you to have that quarterback to play at a high level and a rushing attack, you have to have a great offensive line. Titans allowed sixty four sacks last season, coach. Top five worst in the NFL. And then you draft Peter Skaronski, who did, who was basically the only shining bright light on that entire offensive line. So you have him. Well, Broski was cool too. He was just a one year deal. And then also you paid Dillard though, who was trash. You gave him yeah. twelve sacks. That was a bad pick. That was, a, and you gave him twenty nine million bucks. And the Titans were they were listed as the worst offensive line in the entire NFL last year. Jesus. Yeah, that's why I said fix it. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. no, mm-hmm. but it's been stated in a bunch of publications that this is the best. Offensive line mm-hmm. draft yes, in the entire deep. NFL history within the last ten years. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Got Coach, you got something to say about the offensive line? That was one of mine yeah. for sure. Because if if you expect your young QB and Will Levis to be able to make strides and get better, you have to be able to keep him upright. Yeah. If he's continued to run for his life, or as soon as he snaps the ball, somebody's in his face, yeah. he's not going to be able to make those strides for you to think. Okay, we find out franchise QB and then you're going to be trying to go into the draft again and next year and say you need to get a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I mean the, today's game is played inside out. The trenches start, it start the trenches. Yeah. We got to we got to do better at the trenches to keep uh to keep our quarterback upright. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, you guys at 7, Joe Alt can be there at 7. You get him. Maybe yeah. He could be there at 7 oh, and then you of... go right back with Cooper BB on that second joint and that are that's two staples on your offensive line for the next 15 years. And you already got one, so now you got three good ones. You got three good ones. Yeah. yeah. Let's go home with that. I'm, you know, I'm. we need the offensive line bad. Okay. All right. What's your next thing? Oh, my second thing, we we need to uh, we need to get a free agent receiver. We still got D-Hop, which I don't know, you know, he could trade it. I don't know what he's going to do. He played great for what he – he's the best – he's the best receiver <laughs> coming from French that we ever had. He actually played great. And a thousand yards with that offensive line, with that quarterback changing between Tannehill and Will Levis, a thousand to get a thousand yards from that is is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But we need to we need to address, get a free agent wide receiver now. Why we got the money? Cause what you say to that? I wide receiver yeah. was my second yeah. one. You need to get your wide receiver that could possibly be a number one wide receiver mm-hmm. because DeAndre Hopkins is good, but he's a little longer than two. So you need to get you a wide receiver. That could be a number one that you could build with Will Levis. Yep. So he can go ahead and get that, that core going and get that capability going and playing together and growing together. So you have to find yourself a wide receiver that has the potential to be a number one wide receiver. I agree. And that's why you go and get Tennessee's own T. Higgins. You get him. He's an Oak Ridge kid. He said he wants to come back to Tennessee. His offensive coordinator last year is now the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. He knows him inside and out. Pause. Pardon the left. That was crazy. But the writing <laughs> on the wall, and everybody is saying that the Bengals are going to franchise. hit him with the franchise tag. So in turn, 
that means that the Titans can't offer him the 72, $73 million that he wants, but they have a chance to match that. And I don't know if the Bengals are going to do that because they got to pay Chase next mm-hmm. year. And then they already paid Burrow $300 million. Burrow. So in turn, they're going to lose Joe Mixon this season. He's gone. It's just tough, but the the market value at $74 million is a good get for a guy like T. Higgins, who I think is a wide receiver one and will be good for the Tennessee Titans. So it just makes sense. You got to make that happen. Hmm? Yeah. Yes, and your last offseason fix for the Tennessee Titans, will you? Uh, my last offseason, it's just – I just went one, two, three. We need a lot, but uh, we need somebody in the secondary. We need a corner. We need really? A- you think it's corner? Yeah. I mean, if Derrick King comes back, he comes back. I would love to have to hear it back, but we need a corner. We yeah. don't have a corner. Sean Murphy Bunton, he's one. Yeah, he but he played the slot, but we we don't have a we don't have a lot. Yeah, of corner. I think he's a good corner. Coach, what was your third fix for the Titans? Man, we's on the same page. Okay, they need a corner, and this is why they need a corner. The loss of Bayard mm-hmm. in that secondary was huge for the Titans. Yeah. So you don't have that guy over the top that can still control the secondary, be the captain of the secondary. So you need to get you somebody that you can put on the outside mm-hmm. and know I don't have to worry about him or I don't have to worry about that side of, with the mm-hmm. wide receiver because I have a cornerback over there. Yeah. So they need to get a cornerback, I think. And I think the way that – teams draft now you can get a guy in the third round second round as a cornerback one and roll with the guys that you have now i think that's the safest pick as far as like overspending to get somebody like legerious sneed you guys have done that before you guys have overpaid for malcolm butler and it didn't work yeah you know what i'm saying so like i think that you build with a guy in the draft and just let him get better if you look at the kansas city chiefs trent mcduffie all those guys yeah. are draft guys, but that's that's an in-house problem with us. Yeah, one of our worst things is we don't develop players well at all. We don't develop players well at all. Yeah, on all around the game, offense, defense, yeah. special teams, we don't develop players at all. Yeah, so you know, my my Rabel thing was he didn't like to he didn't like to coach young players. So uh-huh. you had to come in and be a veteran and play like a veteran. Yeah. So. Which stunted the growth ultimately of people like Christian Fulton, mm-hmm. um, he's he wide receiver guy who slips my mind. My mom loves uh Burks, Burks, Traylon Burks. Yeah, yeah. it's like both of them played hurt. They, yeah. I mean, they got hurt every almost yeah. every year. Yeah. So that's tough. My last offseason fix for the Tennessee Titans, I was thinking that they're gonna lose Derrick Henry. He's gone, right? So you have Tajay Sharp. Yeah, they like Tajay Sharp. I think you get a complimentary back for Tajay Sharp, and I think the best damn complimentary back in the NFL is Tony Pollard. I think Tony Pollard, who's from Memphis, comes back to Tennessee and plays there as a solid two running back system, kind of similar to what they have in Detroit. Fast guy and a little guy. He does the same thing that that Tajay Sharp does. If we're going to do a two-back system like that, they're going to call Derrick Henry back. They're not doing that. He's not coming back. Yeah, Tyler Spears. Yeah, Tyler Spears. Yeah, Tyler Spears. Yeah. Tyler Spears yeah. yeah. He said come back on a ten year deal. I mean, yeah. one year, one year, ten million dollars. Yeah. They be a fool to that. You know. Yeah. No, he's not. No, no. He did a franchise tag. Pollard did a franchise tag last year. Dallas didn't work. He's not. A, he knows everybody in the NFL knows he's not a running back one. So in turn, he's going to be going home at a discounted price. Because he's not a running back one. He's just going to get money. It's kind of similar to what Miles Sanders got 
Yeah. When he went to Carolina. Yeah. No running yeah. back is going to break the bank. Yeah. Ooh. They ain't, ain't going to let them break. I don't know. What C-Mac did for running back, <laughs> people going to overspend. And I think the first person people going to overspend for is Saquon Barkley. No, I'm saying Saquon. No, no, no. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers. We have three major offseason fixes to get us back to Super Bowl 59. <laughs> Coach, we will kick things off with you. What's the first thing we got to do? We need to resign John Feliciano. Damn. We signed him last offseason at the Stinks Thriller the teams, and he stepped in a right guard for the Spencer Buford. I mean, Buffett, who was struggling, and it was immediate upgrade for us on the offensive interior line. He was rated as the fifth highest grade offensive guard in the NFL. So we need to figure out a way to keep him so we keep offensive line. Okay. I will roll with that. I think we just need to bring in guys, period, at the offensive line. That is our number one priority need. We need to invest in the offensive line, especially when our best player is an aging star in Trent Williams at 35 years old. Changing that organizational philosophy that we have is just plug and play guys. We can't do that. We have to build a guy up, which we're really good at. We get guys, we draft them well, and then they go through the system and become number one guys. My bad, Jay. Are y'all ready to let him walk? He's not going to walk. I'm just saying bringing somebody to play alongside of him so you can put him in when Trent retires. Okay. Yep. If you learn anything from the Super Bowl, you look at having a strong offensive line. It's just as crucial as that strong defensive line. And I think it's almost a little bit more more important uh, because we had a bunch of, you know, guys that on our team, right, that were names, things of that nature, like Jeff mentioned on our last show. But the Chiefs spent heavy on their offensive line. And we spent heavy on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. And with, yeah, with, yeah, and that's what Jeff was saying last week. So we just have weak interior offensive linemen. I think we have to address it, like Coach was mentioned. Um, We did a great job on the defensive line on Patrick Mahomes, but Kansas City's offensive line didn't get called for one offensive hole. It's just crazy. That's that's, that's insane. Um, Weez, you got one fix for us? No? Yeah, I got a fix for y'all. Talk to me. Somehow, some way, well, y'all got to keep players healthy. It's true. Y'all got to keep some players healthy. I mean, I know football's a long season, tough season, so, you know, injuries happen. But I, I, don't, I don't know if it – because you guys, you guys trade well. You, you guys trade well. You guys get the right players at the right time. Mm-hmm. Seems like you do and you have good coaches. You got to keep the players healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Coach, what is our second pick for fixing the 49ers? My second was what you basically talked about, okay. the offensive line. Okay, you went double offensive line. We need a right tackle. Yeah. Bad. and that Because that's the biggest weakness in our offensive line was yeah. the offensive right tackle where Colton McKivitz allowed the most QB pressures, the second most hurries, and gave up 11 sacks in 2023. Yeah. So we need to get somebody that can be on that right tackle side. And like you mentioned earlier when we were talking about the Titans, this draft is – Rich in offensive tackle prospects. It is. They're saying that many as eight could be selected in the first round alone. Mm-hmm. So this is a perfect opportunity for us to get a right tackle to go along with Trent Williams on the left side. And if we can re-sign John Feliciano, that'll give us three good, strong linemen on the offensive line. So that was my second, the all yeah. right tackle. And with those compensatory picks that we have, we have 11 draft picks mm-hmm. in 2024. 
So in turn, I think we need to prioritize the secondary. And we'll bring back Talanoa Hufanga, who is an all-pro guy, still in his prime. We need a cornerback one. And there are a bunch of cornerback ones in this draft. We had Logan Ryan playing cornerback one for us in the fucking Super Bowl. That's how injured we were, mm-hmm. you know? So um, can't attack and win games without a guy. Traverius Ward was built up and turned into a Pro Bowl, all-pro guy. We need another guy. And I think with the way that we draft at such a high level, I think we could get two guys, one at strong safety, one at corner, um, to be a guy in that secondary because, man, we needed depth at cornerback and safety, and we just didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. You're going to get that one. You're going to yeah. get that pick, though. Right place, right time. What you got, Weezy? Got another – yeah, I, yeah. I, I think y'all could use um I don't know how much cap space y'all got, but y'all can use another y'all can use a wide receiver. Yeah. Y'all can use yeah. a wide receiver. Because here's the thing. Debo I, I don't think he's great at stretching the field. No. He ain't gonna really blow past nobody. No. But he get open and it's gonna be hard to tackle. Yeah. Uh you know, you find somebody like Mike Evans that's gonna blow past, open the field up. You, you, I just think you guys need a not saying a number one, mm-hmm. but somebody that can stretch the field for you. Yeah. yeah. And that was Brandon Ayuk I and I think that I don't know what we're going to do with him, but my uh, last pick as far as off-season fixes, Coach, you can kick things off with our last and final. My last one was I think we need to extend Ayuk. I don't know if we're going to be able to do it. I would hope we would because at the end of the day, like Weezy mentioned, if we don't have him, we don't have nobody to stretch the field. That's what he did. He he was uh, a Pro Bowl snub, which I don't understand how that happened, but he was selected to the NFL's All-Pro second team because he led the NFL in yards per catch and received the second-highest grade at receiving for a wide receiver behind Tyreek Hill. So I don't understand how this guy doesn't make the Pro Bowl, but it doesn't matter. But if we can extend Ayuk, that'll help alleviate some of the pressure off of Debo because Debo's going to get hurt. Yeah. I don't know when, yeah. you don't know how long, but he's going to miss games. We know that. Hard to watch that Yeah, every game. My last one, man, is let's keep the band together. Let's do it one more time, man. Super Bowl window is still open. We have aging stars, Trent Williams, Kyle Juszczyk. We also have Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead. I think we overpaid for Hargrave last year, which in turn, it worked out. He played well in the Super Bowl. Then you got people in their prime, Infrared Warner, in George Kittle, in Debo, in Ayuk, Traverius Ward, and C-Mac, of course. And then the premier young talent that we have on this team is all our draft guys in Nick Bosa, Dre Greenlaw, Aaron Banks, Talanoa Hufanga, Lenore, and Jair Brown. And on top of that, we traded to get Chase Young, and he's a part of that premier young talent. And then our quarterback is 24 years old with two years left on a super-duper rookie deal. So um, that's 17 Counting Chase Young, 18 A, maybe A-plus talent on the roster. Then nobody, none of those guys that I mentioned are leaving. All of those guys are under contract. So um, the window isn't closed at all. It's still very open. I think we could trade some of the older guys um, to get some younger talent in there. But um, I think we run it back one more year and kind of see what we can do. I like that. Just long Chase Young don't try to get no big money. Oh, yeah, he don't do that. He got to. He's a clutch guy. Yeah, clutch guy. Can we afford him? No, and he, I think he leaves. That's why yeah. I think – I don't think we're going to be able to keep him. And that's why I think we get a person like Chop Robinson in the draft to replace him. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I think 
I think I think this is the last year. Y'all play this year. Yeah. We're, we're, we're Brock Purdy on the rookie deal. I think yeah. next year he gets paid. Yeah, he has to. Mm-hmm. He's only making $900,000 a year. Yeah. It's hard to... It's hard to get a studio apartment for five hundred thousand. Right. Yeah. In the bay, he you got, got a he roommate. Go back out there for nine hundred thousand. Nah. Yeah. Not not having a roommate, you the starting quarterback for the San Francisco Forty Nine. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Buffalo Bills, three major offseason fixes that they must make to win Super Bowl Fifty Nine. Bills currently have ten draft picks and virtually no cap space. Mm. So my first thing to do in order to get these guys <laughs> rolling. They got to get under the cap by getting younger and healthy, which means they have to get rid of Tredavious White. Cameraman, he's missed 30 games in the last three seasons. Played just 10 games since 2022. That's not good. Yeah, so he just tore his Achilles this year. Mm. You got Matt Milano. Um, you're going to have to get rid of guys. You're just going to have to cut guys, which is it's tough, and you're going to have to restructure some contracts, which is Josh Allen talking to you and I'm also talking to Von Miller or you get cut. Mm-hmm. It would save them $45 million in cap space. If you get rid of Trey white and you restructure those two contracts, then you can make some moves then. Yeah. So I would say getting under the cap space threshold. Cause they're at 42 million in cap space. Yeah. I think, I think Davis white and Von Miller are gone. Okay. Both of them. Okay. I think Von Miller goes first, but here's the thing with Davis white. He's like, you know, and it, in, in in high school, the sophomore he cold, mm-hmm. but then after junior senior year he gets hurt and we we just Never. waiting, yeah. mm-hmm. we just waiting to see what happens. Yeah. Oh, well, he 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 just keep getting hurt. So yeah, and that ain't that's that's cool if your team won the Super Bowl contender, mm-hmm. but your team your team been the Super Bowl contender. We need you to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, T- tearing your ACL, tearing your Achilles this big year. Big injuries in football. Big, yeah. really big injuries back to back, man. That's not good. Then you get you just got to get rid of guys. Uh, the next thing I have for those guys to do is to get a valid number two wide receiver. The Bills got to do something right there. You have two tight ends, two valid tight ends, but you do not have a second wide receiver. Gabe Davis let you down this year. He's hurt. He's going to be gone. They're going to cut him to get under cap space. The death behind Diggs is super lackluster. Mm-hmm. They got and, a tight end, though. Nah, that's why I said they, they got, got two tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so in turn, you need another wide receiver one. So in turn... If you get under that cap space, you can offer a guy like Mike Evans, who I think will come there to be a wide receiver pseudo one-two for Josh Allen. Or you get a Mike Pittman Jr. You might can do that because he's an unrestricted free agent who they'll probably franchise tag in Indianapolis. So, Or Marquise Brown. Hollywood Brown is there as well. So you get one of those guys. You don't. I think Mike Evans makes the most sense for Buffalo. And I think they got to find a way to do that. And if that means getting rid of Micah Hyde or getting rid of Trey White, yeah. you got to do that. Yeah. Diggs and Evans on the opposite that's, side. That's, that's all they need. Yeah, boy, that's tough. Yeah. And last but not least, as far as their final pick, and Jeff has been screaming this from the world, to get a running back. Yeah. They need a running back. But here's the thing, man. Entering the 2023 NFL season, the Bills hadn't had a 1,000-yard rusher since 2017, Shady McCoy. They had one in James Cook, 1,000 yeah. yards. Mm-hmm. He played really well um, the second half of the season. So I understand Jeff's complaint, like, hey, Man, we need some guys at the running back position because you don't have, you know, getting – you see a team get a person like C-Mac and change the entire complexity of the team. You want your team to go and do that as well. I understand his frustrations, but James Cook is good. Yeah, and here's the thing about NFL and rushing. 
only ten receivers get over thousand. I mean, only ten uh, running backs get over thousand yards these days. Yeah, the top ten do. Yeah, and here's the thing with with Buffalo, we we, we screaming running back, running back, running back. Stop running the ball, Josh Allen. Just yeah. running the ball. Yeah, get the ball to the running back. He he got you a thousand. Yeah. you give it to him twenty more times. That's probably thirteen hundred yards. Yeah, you got to get. Yeah, you got to have two guys though. You're not winning a game with one running back no more. It's hard to do. I understand that. But Josh Allen has to stop running the ball. Yeah, their second like running back is Josh Allen. Yeah. And that's not good. That's yeah. not good for the longevity of that team. Yeah. No. Because I, I guarantee you, if Josh Allen was Lamar Jackson, they'd say he's running too much. Yeah, 100%. But yeah. you don't hear them saying that. No. Nah. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So quit running the ball. And you can get good depth at that through the draft. I think they have 10 draft picks. So in turn, with 10 draft picks, there's some guys out there that you can get at the running back position that could come in and play at a high level behind James Cook because he's clearly the number one guy. I think you could go in and get some guys to kind of help that running back room, but their major priority is getting under the cap space, under that $42 million, and also wide receiver too. That would be good. I don't want them to get rid of uh, Stephon Diggs. I think it makes sense for him to stay in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. That is talk, but – I just don't see him leaving there. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because now you really don't have no wide You don't have receivers. no wide receivers in, you know. So, uh, Mike Evans. Putting him opposite Mike Evans would be great for football. That will be good. And good for Buffalo as a whole. I think he'll take a pay cut to go play some meaningful football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is it. Mm-hmm. We fixed all of our team. Fixed them. Fixed them. Hopefully. Get them right. Hopefully. Man, that's tough, man. Oh, boy. That's football is over. Good. Football is over. Good. Football is good. over. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, man. Off season. Yep. The free agency opens up March 13th. True. It's here. They start making trades, not trades, but start releasing players within the next week or two. So it's going to be some some nasty cap casualties Mm -hmm. because this is the thing. We're talking about, hey, man, you need to restructure. A lot of people were like, they asked Tyreek Hill, hey, restructure. Nah, nah. Restructure. All right, Google. We got your ass up out of there. They traded his ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but somebody like Tyreek Hill who just got his money, I wouldn't restructure either. Now, if 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 you're if you no, if you're Von Miller. Von Miller, who already got two big boy deals, yeah. he might restructure. I don't blame Tyreek Hill either. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. If I'm Von Miller, I know these my I ain't restructuring either. Yeah, it depends on where he is. I'm not restructuring. Now he's fine in life, but what I'm saying is He's going to have to play for a one-year prove-it deal because he's coming off a torn ACL. Yeah. So, in turn, he, yeah, yeah. But he, he, I, I bet you he'll restructure if he goes to Kansas City. No, it ain't no restructuring. He'll be on a brand-new contract. Yeah, I'm just saying he'll, he'll go play for the league minimum in Kansas City. So just, just go get one more ring. He might not restructure if Buffalo, he don't think Buffalo can get there. The elephant in the room where nobody's talking about is Aaron Donald is there to be traded who takes the chance to go get AD to help bolster their defensive line? Somebody got to do it. That's the elephant in the room. Aaron Donald will not play for the Rams next year. I think he will. Shit. And for what? I wouldn't be surprised he retire. Nah. Yeah, nah. You got to play one more year. If he goes somewhere crazy, like if Pittsburgh just don't have a quarterback, if they get a quarterback, if he goes to Dallas, watch out. He can't not go to Dallas. He go to Dallas, and I. Yeah, I they can afford him in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, no, they can't, cause they finna get rid of hella people in Dallas. Oh. Cause you gotta look at twenty two is coming off the books with um Tony Pollard. I'm gonna yeah. tell you who's in trouble in Dallas. 
the receiver, the, the cornerback. The cornerback, I guess. Javon Diggs? Yeah. No, he's not. That boy Deron Blaine left the league <laughs> this that, year. That means it's good. That's cool. Javon Diggs just signed a big boy deal. That's what I'm saying. He's fine. Okay. Uh, he's coming off of ACL too? Nah, he's fine. He'll be fine. And that is episode 505. We fixed our NFL teams. Let's know what we did right. Let's know what we did wrong. Two of the questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up on the YouTube page. On the iTunes page, please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. Weezy. Everything paid for, big baby. Coach. Get a drummer song. Cameraman, the revolution will be podcasted. We are out. Peace to him to the Full Press Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on previous episodes, please check out the YouTube page and wherever you find your favorite podcast. Don't forget, tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.